This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Throughout the nation and around the globe, from his heart to yours, it's Dear James Live on the radio. Here on the Contact Talk Radio Network, bringing you intuitive insight, answers, and advice to your life questions. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dear James Live. Express yourself, tell it like it is, and then hear what Dear James has to say. And today's topic is sex and sensuality. And, uh, you know, yeah. Before I get into, uh, I'm going to do a little bit of quick housekeeping, and then I'm going to come back to how this topic came about. And I want to remind everyone at the top of the hour that it is, a, uh, of course, an all-live, all-call-in show. And so I want you to express yourselves. I want you to call in and tell it like it is. And when you think about sex and sensuality, you know, that can be very literal or it can be very figuratively. It can be anything to do with relationships and sex and love and sensuality and how to how to discover it how to tone it down or temper it how to reignite it so really we're talking about the overall arching um, topics of sex and sensuality today on express yourself so have the courage to call in live it's an amazing experience when you do you get to hear what the universe has to say with what's going on with your with yourself or in your life or your relationship the toll-free number is 877-230-3062. And like always, the first two callers will receive a free complimentary um, intuitive consultation, a private consultation with myself um, after the show. So that's always a perk and an incentive. But before we get into Express Yourself, Sex and Sensuality, I wanted to uh, mention that tomorrow on my show at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, I will have the incredible privilege of having um, a, a great friend and uh, colleague, um, Stephanie Risley, and she is going to be discussing with me the dis- discovering past life regression and how past lives play a role in your current lives and in your current relationships and how when you investigate them, when you really truly look at them, and as I say in the, in the write-up for the show tomorrow, when you don't play in the past, but you actively look at the past to see how it can make a difference in the current life, in the current incarnation that you're living, and how it just, it's very revealing. So I'm very excited. Um, Stephanie is based in Los Angeles. She's a hypnotherapist. I have personally gone to her, um, and it's just, it's going to be an amazing show tomorrow, so please tune in for that. And I wanted to talk about, as well, some upcoming shows um, on August 13th, the next Express Yourself is going to be Passion and Purpose. So that's going to be exciting because life is based. We all search for our purpose in life and we all try to discover or discern what our passions are, what are our true passions. So we're going to be expressing ourselves with Passion and Purpose on August 13th at 9 a.m. That's Wednesday at 9 a.m. And the... Later in August, on uh, one of the Dear James Live on the radio shows, Thursday at 9, is going to be um, The Power of Enthusiasm. We're going to continue the Power of series. 
and I'm going to bring you the power of enthusiasm and how enthusiasm plays a role in your life and how when you lack enthusiasm, and we've all been there, let me tell you, <laughs> we have all been on the lack line, um, lacking enthusiasm. And so it's a, it's a reminder of the power of enthusiasm and what you do to ignite it or reignite it and how you find it and hold on to it and or practice it, embrace it, and make it a part of your daily routine. So that's also coming up. And then in early, um, somewhere in early September or mid-September, I will have an incredible privilege. Um, again, it'll be one of the Thursday shows, Dear James, live on the radio. And to have Chris Griscombe, who is the founder of the Light Institute, who created the Institute, and it does multi-incarnational work. So again, looking at past lives, um, but Chris's belief is that time is... Uh, time truly doesn't exist, that all things are happening at one time, and thereby um, she looks at it from a multi-incarnational um, aspect that it's all happening at the same time. So those are some upcoming shows that are going to be taking place. And again, as I remind you, have the courage to call in. I know everyone is petrified. I, I will share with you as we go through the show today some some interesting uh, how how this topic came about, and then just interacting with different friends and so forth, and uh, and the reaction to the show, sex and sensuality, and so forth. But you know, have the courage to call in live. Uh, Toll free number eight seven seven two three zero three zero six two. And also, I want to remind you that I am always available for private consultations. Um, they're anywhere from a thirty minute to ninety minutes. Um, so thirty, sixty, ninety minutes. It's your choosing. You can book those private intuitive consultations at DearJames.com. Click on consultations. You'll see all of the information there and how to book the appointment. And also to submit your questions to Dear James for the advice column. Those are free. You can go to DearJames.com. You click on ask and you'll see a form there and you just put in your information, you know, tell me what's going on or ask your question and and then it will come to me and I will reply via the advice column. And it's a great way to interact and, and get intuitive insight answers and advice to your life questions. And that's what Dear James is all about. So thank you all so much for listening. This is very exciting. So I'm going to kind of jump in with today's topic um, and how it came about. Every show comes about because I'm guided by the universe. I'm guided as to what I meant to... Uh, convey or what I'm meant to talk about. And, and as I was doing the shows and so forth, and the one popped into my head, sex and sensuality. And I, I, I'm going to be incredibly honest here and say to you, I, I was, I paused. I went, wow, are you sure? I mean, are you, <laughs> you know, like, you know, universe, are you sure we want to go there? Is this, you know, and they were like sex and sensuality. And I'm like, Hmm. Okay. And so I'm always compelled, if you will, I'm, I'm very much, um, compelled to talk about the shows that I talk about. And, and it's an act of surrender. It's an act of letting our guard down to talk about things that we might be uncomfortable talking about or that are uncomfortable talking about in a public forum sometimes or in a, in a uh, you know, sometimes we only express ourselves within our very intimate inner circle. And even then, do we really... Um, express ourselves? Do we really express all of us? Or do we hold pieces back because of fear or 
fear that somebody won't understand us, fear of lack of empathy or compassion or, you know, somebody might be, oh, that one, you know, oh, that's freaky or, you know, those types of things. So it's, it's that old adage of how well do we really know someone? And, and that answer, I think, is in the sense of how well do we really know ourselves or are we willing to let others really see us? And so, of course, as, as with any topic, you know, the three, the three uh, taboos, if you will, they're not taboos, but, you know, the three sex, politics, and religion, um, you know, they're always a lively topic, a lively debate, a lively discussion. And so that's how Express Yourself, Sex and Sensuality came to be. It was a, the universe saying, no, this is a conversation that needs to be had. This is one that we need to get, get people talking about and, and discuss it. Because on its surface, it's, it sounds like, oh, it's about sex or sensuality. But that's such a topical layer. That is such a topical um, cop-out is what they're saying to me. It's like, that's a cop-out because sex and sensuality is far, far more than the topical act, the, the, the physical act. Sex and sensuality is about the inner soul, the inner being, the expression of that soul. And so it's a much more layered, much more, um, uh, topic of depth. There's so much depth there. And, and I don't know that we'll do it justice all in one show, but we're going to talk about sex and sensuality. We're going to talk about how that plays a role in our development, in our psyche, in our confidence, in our intimate relations, in our exchanges as a society, in our gender, um, the ability for genders to even speak with one another or hear one another. It's all about sex and sensuality. It's such a developing core item. So again, I'm going to remind you, we're taking your calls live today to talk about sex and sensuality. Have the courage to call in. It's not as scary a topic as you think. And, you know, you, you can use a pseudonym or whatever you need to do, but talk about what's going on. Talk about this relationship. It's ringing true to you. You're sitting there and you're wondering whether you should pick up the phone and call in and talk about it. Just do it. Nobody's going to know who you are. And, and, you know, it's a way to express yourself and really find out or receive insight. And that's really important. And the perk is you get a free 30-minute reading. So that's important as well. Um, 877-230-3062. Now, I was doing a, an intuitive consultation yesterday. And there was something that really struck me and that it played into this topic for today. And it was all about how we are taught from the earliest ages of our, of our arrival on earth, if you will, about competition and about I or me, you know, I want. And it was an interesting, there was a, a revelation that came to me of, from, from the universe of ego competes. The soul creates, and thereby we often lead and live our lives with our ego foot first. If we think of two feet, one being the ego and one being the soul, the other being the soul, 99.9% .9 of the time with 99.9% .9 of the people, 
we lead with an ego foot. And that ego foot is all about competition. And when you relate that in thought to sex and sensuality, one of the greatest ego boosters and one of the greatest um, controllers, competitions and controllers, is all about sex. Sex sells. Sex sells in commercials. They, They utilize it for... Every commercial, every it, it's an ego-driven component. And when you lead with your ego foot, your ego self, you're competing. And when you compete in that arena, the lessons that you receive are exactly that. They're ego lessons. But when we lead with our soul, with our soul foot then you're leading with your highest self. You're, you're aligned with your highest self. You're aligned with your soul or spirit self. And thus you're creating. So you never have to compete for something. And when you're creating that, then the lessons that you arrive, that you achieve by leading with your soul foot first, your soul or spirit self first, you come to understand the greater depth and meaning of sexual expression or sensuality. You come to understand its alignment and its purpose with the soul. And that, you know, when it's used, in a, you know, as a battering ram, if you will, when people use sex or sensuality to get what they want or to manipulate or control another or to dominate another, then all of those lessons, all of those ego lessons are going to be brought home to roost because that's where you started. That's where you originated. You originated from a place of ego, of control, of dominance, of fear, of oppression, all of those types of things. But when you lead with your soul foot, your soul spirit self, you create. You create magic. You create opportunities. You create, you create moments of sensuality, you create oneness with your partner and, and whomever you might be with. And, and so the, the lesson of yesterday's reading, which arced into today's show, was lead. The universe wants us all to lead with our soul or spirit self. They want us to take a, put a, hit the pause button and stop and say, Am I leading with my ego self? And if I have, as I always say, how's that working out for you? Because when you realize that you've been leading with your ego self and not with your soul self, your soul self will take you to great, the highest plateaus you could possibly imagine. And your ego self will keep you exactly where you are. And you may say to yourself, no, I'm successful, I'm driven, I've achieved all these things, I've made it. And the question you have to ask yourself because you led with your ego was, at what cost? At what cost did you triumph? And this is for people, this is for corporations, this is for governance. At what cost did you win or control at what cost? Because there is always a cost. And when 
when you see that there's two differing avenues or paths, if you will, one is going to be of the soul. One is going to be guiding you to higher plateaus, to higher accolades, to higher abundance. And the other is going to be reinforcing a, a division or separation from your spirit self. It's still the same person, but it's been, it's been pulled apart. It's been split. And thereby, when you lead with that ego foot or that ego self, it takes you through experiences where you are harming yourself. And it's not to say that you don't have ego. You want ego. It's, it's what generates and makes things happen. But it needs to be in alignment with your soul self, your spirit self. And the soul and spirit self needs to be the one that's leading. So we're going to talk more after the break about sex and sensuality and how choosing our soul self first is the way to go. And it's the way that will lead you and, and you'll get to a multi-layered and a better, I hope, understanding of sex and sensuality and how to communicate. And that's the key issue is when we come back, sex and sensuality is all about communication. So remember, it's express yourself. Tell it like it is. And then hear what Dear James has to say. The topic today is sex and sensuality. It doesn't have to be, your questions do not have to be on topic. It can be something else if that's what you're comfortable with calling in. It's an open live call. It's an open live show. It's all about providing you with intuitive insight answers and advice to your life questions. So have the courage to call in. It's 877-230-3062. We'll be back after this station break. To be more consciously enlightened is innate. Do you feel there's more to life? If so, find the resource that's right for you by going to dearjames.com slash resources. You are the reality you create. Make it a great one. When you ask a question, the universe hears you, and in a multitude of ways, they seek to communicate with you to provide the intuitive insight, answers, and advice you seek. From serious to silly, monumental to mundane, there's nothing the universe can't cover. Maybe the insight you receive is exactly the affirmation you were looking for. Then again, it may just give you a whole new perspective on things. And that's the beauty of the universe. Submit your question to Dear James at DearJames.com and click Ask. Available for private, individual, group, and corporate consultations, Dear James will provide you with the intuitive insight, answers, and advice to your life questions. Schedule your consultation by going to www.dearjames.com and click on Consultation. 
everyone, and welcome back to Dear James Live. Express yourself. Tell it like it is, and then hear what Dear James has to say. And like always, my producer Barb is going to get the ball rolling because she actually has a question about intentions and how uh, surrounding sex and sensuality and so forth. So, Barb. Okay, Barb. No, this is Tammy. I'm anonymous, remember? Oh, I'm so sorry. That's right. (laughs) That's why I'm so clear. Tammy, 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 how are you? Good, 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 good. Okay, so, well, this is totally on topic. So last night, I've been doing um, this book called The Map. It's by Bonnie Lonsbury. So she's got a bunch of uh, intentions, and she's got exercises and so forth. And one of the exercises is to write down your intentions, and, you know, it's all about the feeling and all of that. So, you know, rather than, believe me, there's 20 million other things I should be doing intentions, but mine was for love and a relationship, you know. So um, so anyway, so I'm talking, and um, uh, just one second, one second, there we go. Anyway, so... Um, it's about love and relationships. So I'm like, how do I get back to that feeling? So no lie. <laughs> so I, <laughs> this is so funny. So I love the universe. <laughs> I, you know, one of my most favorite boyfriends was um, someone I had dated in Europe when I was 16 years old. And the music that was going on at that time was Go West, was like really big, especially in Germany. And so I went out. I bought the CD. I kid you not, a CD. I didn't download it. I went and bought the CD. You you went old school. I went old school. I was listening to it in my car. And I literally, and it's probably because the lead singer has the same eyes that um, my boyfriend had. And so it brought me back to that time. And I could feel still his breath. And I mean, holding hands, all of those things. It really brought me in the moment. So I knew I was in the flow. So I immediately also got a brand new notebook and wrote down everything I wanted in the relationship. And so then we also did, you know, it also, I also went into the central side and made sure that we had chemistry together. We, you know, everything down to he smelt right, the whole thing. And it was so easy to do it. And it was really, really super fun. So it's like, oh, I guess it's, I, the intentions, I'm guessing, will work better if you are in a flow like that as opposed to, ugh, I got to pay rent or I got to pay the mortgage. <laughs> you know, you know, I don't know right, what yeah. song is going to connect you with that, <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? So right. anyway, so my question would be to you, because I've gotten into the flow, I think I've done it, and I'm actually good with letting it go. You know, it's just right. like, I'm like, that was a good, good thing. And it was, you know, like I said, it was a summer boyfriend. So, of course, nothing went wrong. Right, <laughs> you know, it, you just said bye bye. Right. Yeah. Right. And you're just yeah. like, goodbye. It's all, you know, da 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 da. And there was no, um, oh, if I would have stayed, all this kind of stuff. It was really, really great. So, he was like the perfect guinea pig to use, so to speak. Right. Okay. So, what are, what are you getting that are we good? Should we, you know, is there anything, should I move on to a new subject? No. So another, no, 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 this is good because basically what that being in the flow and what I'm getting is that this, this was kind of like, for lack of better words, puppy love, you know, right. And and we call it that puppy love. Totally. There's nothing else. I can't breathe if I don't have it, all that good stuff. Everything's blooming and blossoming and all of that good stuff. And, and this, the reason, you know, what they're saying is out of everything going on and all of the intentions you could have been drawn to. Right. They drew you to this one. Right. 
and they drew it to you because they wanted you to feel again. They wanted you to trust again. There we go. Because I totally do. I have no, there's no, like, there's nothing in there that's like, oh, my God, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? It's not going to happen. Is that the guy? Is that the guy? No, that's right. not him. Wait, you, Starbucks line, here. <laughs> <laughs> no, and you know, it's, no, it's not about that, but it, it's, an, a, it's, a, um, it's the point, what they were getting at, what, what they're saying to me is, this was about kind of more of a deep-rooted thing of reigniting your passions, right. reigniting that fire and i totally felt it yeah and and because you know we get a lot we get going in and especially in in life and relationships i always say life happens mm-hmm. you know life happens and especially you're married you know I, I'm, I'm speaking in general not but you know not with you specifically tammy um <laughs> that in life you know you get married you have kids all this stuff start happening life happens and it's ballet and soccer and da da and life and school and and we forget our fire we forget to ignite or reignite that fire, that passion, that sex and sensuality typically provide. You know, it becomes, it's, it's what I guess I'm trying to say is sex becomes, the literal act of sex becomes an obligation. Uh, I mean, there are seriously people that schedule it in or <laughs> schedule it out. Right. You know, like, I yeah. don't have time for that. Right. <laughs> you know, I can barely keep my eyes open and my head off, you know, on the pillow I don't have time for sex or sensuality. Right. But what they're really saying, and so, and in your instance, what this was saying was, with all the things that have gone on or have, or, you know, that right. are going on in your life, mm-hmm. one of the greatest gifts you'll give is this puppy love you, you, that you'll give yourself is that reigniting of the fire, the passion, the awareness for it. Not the search for it, but the awareness of the gift it brings in you. Oh, very good. You see what I mean? No, it's, no, no, no. It's a completely, yeah, yeah. The search is a it, different thing. Yeah. Yeah. Search is a whole different, then, then you're missing the point of the, right. of why the puppy love is being presented. Exactly. Because it wasn't just, oh, this guy or the college guy or the, it was the kind of like the summer love guy. Right. It was the one that, yeah, it was. It I was mean, literally saying goodbye was like in a teenage, you know, could have been in a movie. Right. If, you know, the cries, the tears, the turnaround <laughs> seven times, the wave. Huh. It was, yeah, it was, it was great. And he's, and I always look back and I'm like, that's my favorite boyfriend. Which, uh, and, and there, because it was all about passion and purpose and life and excitement and, um, right. and, and I can do anything. And, ah, uh, it's, it, you know, it's that conquering thing of life. It, it's what, it's what propels us. And so this was very much, you know, out of all the intentions, they were really saying to you, you it's, it's the mojo one. They wanted you to get the puppy love back. Right. And they couldn't stop writing. It's almost like, and then it just, you know, kept on coming. You're like, this is so great. This is so great. <laughs> These are all the things I want. And I go, and then this and this, and, you know, and Dan, it was really, it was really, and I guess that's, that's too, when you're writing down the intentions, you got to have that. And I think that's also what it taught me is like, you got, I, you know, I've written intentions for years, years. And I think this was the first time that it got, went back to when it was exciting again. Cause it, I guess it gets to a point where it's like, write down your intentions, do this, stand on your left foot. Light of an orange candle, you know, well, things like that. And this was it. really like, oh, my God, super flowing. I kept on writing. I was super passionate about it. And then, you know, I'd get up, watch TV, and then I'd write some more, you know, because that was the thing. You can amend it any way you want. Um, 
And I was like, oh, I super, super connect this time. And I'm like, I'm okay, okay with it. I'm not freaked out about it. No, and you shouldn't be because it, mm. it's, it's far, as I said earlier at the top of the show, it's far deeper. This is sex and sensuality and, and the derivatives thereof right. are so multi-layered. And when you realize that this, the intention of a mate or the, the sensuality or the sexuality, the, the compatibility that, you're, that you want right. in that mate, it's because it's multi-layered. It's, it has such depth. It's not about just the physical act. It's no. about the depth, the underlining depth behind it. I mean, you know, you, you, you jokingly say, you know, that he smells right. But that triggers, you know, the power of the smell and, and what that triggers in us. Right. Sense is, memory. Is exactly. Sense mm-hmm. memory. And it's so full of depth that it can, it can you know, just uh, consume you in the most beautiful way, mm-hmm. you know, or it can repel you. <laughs> no, and you're completely right. Yeah, that it could, it could go either way. <laughs> it goes either way. But then, and that's how you realize we need to start looking at sex and sensuality for its greater depths, not its topical. Um, no, yeah, because solution. right, because that doesn't. Yeah, because it goes deeper than that. Not only is it you know the chemistry that you have together. Because believe me, you can have chemistry with someone. You cannot stand each other, um, right. but it's that that deeper knowing and feeling and all of that. I like how you said it. You brought it back to puppy love. I was like, oh yeah, it was puppy love. <laughs> oh, he used to love. he did look at me like a puppy does, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm and like, that's oh, that's why the guy from Go West looks like you know he's got that puppy. same the, those same eyes. I was like, oh, it all brings me back. So. You know, it is that it's that puppy love. It's, you know, for some, it's that first love, you know, it's why it holds such intensity because it's far deeper than just what's on the surface. You know, I mean, I mean, truly in, in, in a first love or first experience or expression, you barely know what you're doing. Right. So if it were limited, if sex and sensuality were limited to the physical act, we would, I don't think we'd get very far. (laughs) <laughs> no, because no, 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 no. And it, and he, it's funny too that you say say about the first love because he wasn't my first love. He was puppy love, and after right. him came my first love. Right, and that's why I'm saying that those so those things. That's why I'm, the distinction that I was making for everyone in general was just the depth of when we experience our first love, if you will, mm-hmm. or our our puppy loves. You know. It's far deeper. There's far more there. There's far more of us, mm-hmm. of our soul expression coming out in those encounters because that's what it, it's igniting. It's igniting all of these things that we've yet to practice, that we've yet to even experience. It's happening for the, either the first time or the, you know, or the puppy love. You, know, you can have a first experience and have a puppy love, a true, you know, kind of true love, puppy love type thing. Mm-hmm. But oh. it comes with newness. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? So, so it's an exploration of self is what I'm trying to get at. And that's what they're really saying. You specifically, they showed you that intention because they want you to reignite that puppy love and, and not, you know, not the literal that guy, <laughs> right? The, the sub layers of puppy love. Yes. They, yes. They, yes. No, yeah. not literally. We don't want him to be 
on his, you know, knocking on his door and his wife be like, excuse me. And I'm like, well, Hi, James sorry, told me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to James that. totally said I could come here. <laughs> no. Hello. And the see, no. and that's, and that is the fantastic part about it too, is I totally don't see it like that. It is a, like a fond memory and always will have fond memories, have no desire to ever take it anywhere else. Plus he lives in another country. So that makes yeah. it easier. No, it, yeah. And, but it's all about reigniting, reconnecting, and, and that's a great... Uh, so I would, I would say for the, for the next week... Okay. Because people are going to notice if you keep reconnecting your thoughts... <gasps> right. That's that whole thing of puppy people... Love? Yeah, the puppy love. And then it's also that whole thing of, you know, people are attracted to you when, you, when you're with someone else and you feel you've got that happiness coming from you. Right. And, and well, and what's funny is they're going to start to notice because you're going to be shifting your energy so much mm-hmm. that they're going to be like, what's going on with her? Like, she's got a bounce in her step. She's got this, <laughs> you know, she looks like she's glowing and she's like, I don't know, is her hair different? What's, you know, they're going to be looking at you like, what's going on? What's mm-hmm. happening? And you're going to be like, puppy love. <laughs> awesome. I will do it. And I will give you a report uh, awesome. in a few weeks here. Perfect. You check back in. All right. Sounds good. Thank Thank you. you. Tammy says thank you. Tammy, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Take care. Bye. All righty. So we're talking about sex and sensuality. It's express yourself, tell it like it is, and then hear what dear James has to say. And I want to launch into, you know, the phone lines are open. Have the courage to call in. It's toll free 877-230-3062. I know it can be an uncomfortable topic, but it's one that we need to talk about. And And that's really the foundation of why I think the universe was really pushing this particular topic and show, sex and sensuality, because it's in our DNA. And I I kind of want to, it's about two things. It's about communication. And communication is tremendous. And when we lack it, and when we fail to communicate, acts of failure occur. I use that expression often because when we fail to communicate, acts of failure occur. And certainly between the genders, between the sexes, if you will, there is deep-rooted elements in our DNA. And if we start somewhat, if we look at it and we go back and we look at the fact that within the female DNA is a structure, is a lineage of being dominated, being owned, being property. And so there's a tremendous being violated, being, you know, being oppressed, being taken at will. And so there is a tremendous amount that is ingrained in the DNA that there's a, a lack of trust. There's a, there's a wall up in a way. Um, And for men in their DNA, there is this deep-rooted sense of entitlement or possession or dominance. And each gender, as the ages go on, each gender, each piece of that or the intensity of that DNA, that residual DNA, is being broken down, is is being diluted and dispersed and so forth. And... So when we understand that that's kind of an origination or an origin of or a history of what's taken place, we then have to come and understand how to communicate with one another. 
and really sex and sensuality should never be used as a weapon or a tool. And that is in terms of manipulating another, in terms of raping and pillaging another, of all of these, when it's utilized in its improper form, we elongate the lessons of the DNA that are still there, that are still residing in all of us. And in in many ways, we reinforce that DNA. And so it elongates our our learning and it elongates our, our triumph into new territory, into, you know, for lack of better words, genetically modified, it's not a great term, but genetically modified DNA, where we alter for the next generations the, the DNA, the history and the course of it. And so when you're looking at sex and sensuality and you're looking at it with your mate and, you know, I had dinner with a friend last night and I know that she's listening and, you know, I kept saying, you're going to call in and she kept laughing. <laughs> and I can feel that she's probably laughing right at this minute. But the point of it was because there's an uncomfortableness with us communicating, with us talking about sex and sensuality. And we have to get over that uncomfortableness of discussing it. You know, we talk about the birds and the bees, uh, you know, and do we have the talk with our children? Do we not? And, and some, you know, the, the pendulum swings from not talking at all to, you know, charts and shows and, you know, Q&As and the whole bit. I mean, it just swings, the, the pendulum swings the spectrum. And somewhere in the middle, there's an artful form of dialogue and discussion. But because we feel uncomfortable talking about it, from from the get go, from the you know, because it's it's an identity um, qualifier. It's a we start coming into our own sexualities, into our own developments, and then because it's so new to us, and we're we're trying to to identify with it and to understand it, it's kind of like the last person you want to talk about it with is your parents, because you're like, oh my god, really? No, I don't want to do that. No, that would be bad. And your parents feel either uncomfortable or they're not comfortable. They haven't talked about it. And so we continue this. Again, I'm taking it back to the DNA. We, we continue another strand of that DNA, which is that we're uncomfortable talking about it. And we need to break these cycles. We need to break them down and start dissipating them. And within the within relationships communication is key and something that i want to express is that the universe is saying to to each uh to each male and each female out there when you communicate and when you trust and for gentlemen listening guys Women always think that you have an agenda and that you have an intention and that an agenda and intention is sex, period, end of story. It's coming at them. They know it. It's like, a, it's like the clock never stops. It's a 24-7 running clock and it's all about sex, 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 sex. That's the only thing. That's your agenda. And so what you need to understand, and I'm talking to the, to the male listeners at the moment, Guys, what we need to understand and what we need to 
practice and, and achieve is the art of communication and the art of intimacy without an expectation or an end result. You have to be authentic in, in spending time with your partner, with your girlfriend, with your wife. You have to have the artful act of communication, of romance, just pure romance and intimacy. Because without, and I'm saying this again, without the expectation or the intention of sex, they are soul and separate of. And when you then realize that you can achieve a far deeper resonance, a far deeper um, act of intimacy with your partner than the physical act of sex, because it's going to last far longer. It's going to be an incredible memory. Then you begin to break down and, and dilute the DNA that your female counterpart or partner is holding because there is a very clear, um, not fear, but a, 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 uh, what the, the word that they're giving, resentment in a certain way is women come from a place of wanting intimacy. They're wanting the art of communication and intimacy and to be, to be romanced without the expectation. And one of the greatest examples of that is if you look at heterosexual women with, with gay men, they let their hair down because they know they can. They are just themselves. They express themselves. They can laugh and dance and just be completely themselves without any expectation. They can flirt. They can do whatever they want. And they know that there's no expectation of sex at the end of the day, the night, the, the encounter. And that's the gift. That's what they're looking for. Women are looking for this same, not all the time, of course, that's not what I'm saying, but they're looking for this balance of demonstrate your friendship to me, demonstrate your romance to me, demonstrate your, your playfulness with me, demonstrate your spontaneousness with me, demonstrate your soul with me without the added hook or intention or agenda of sex. It's very, it's a very easy thing to break. And I mean, break as in stop doing. And it just takes, it's going to take, in, it's willful action. It's going to take willful intention. So we're talking about sex and sensuality and how we interact as genders and, and how we interact between heterosexuals and homosexuals and sex and sensuality. It's a very deep, multi-layered topic. Um, and we're expressing ourselves here on Dear James Live. Express yourself, tell it like it is, and then hear what Dear James has to say. We'll be back after this station break.
Available for private, individual, group, and corporate consultations. Dear James will provide you with the intuitive insight, answers, and advice to your life questions. Schedule your consultation by going to www.dearjames.com and click on Consultation. The gift of giving is immeasurable. Give of your time, talent, resources, and money. Give not only because you can, but because by doing so, it is already coming back to you. As a people, we are only as strong as the least among us. Together, we harness the power of the collective whole and see through our deeds the power of miracles, both large and small. Find the charity that's right for you by visiting www.dearjames.com and click on Charitable Giving. One person or kind act really does make the difference. When you ask a question, the universe hears you. And in a multitude of ways, they communicate to you the intuitive insight, answers, and advice you seek. Ask Dear James a question and experience the magic of the universe. Visit DearJames.com and click Ask. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Dear James Live. Express yourself, tell it like it is, and then hear what Dear James has to say. Today's topic, sex and sensuality. And we're talking about it being an incredibly multi-layered event. Um, Sex and sensuality is so layered. It's so deep and layered. And so to understand its true depth, you must understand its DNA and its and the act of communication. Those two are key. So I want to go to my first caller, Lori. Hello, Lori. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? Very well. Welcome to Dear James. Thank you. So what's happening? What's going on? So I was listening to the sex and sensuality, and I wanted to bring another piece to that where ego plays a big part. Um, with sex and sexuality and the act, we um, also talk about diseases that come with that. Yes. That sometimes damage a person and how they view sex and sexuality and tie that to themselves. Mm, yes. I understand what you're saying. So when that happens to an individual, there's fear, which is ego which takes away from the true purpose of that person. So I'm trying to ask you, what advice do you give those people who have experienced that, that can come back and find that puppy love, that can come back and find that just because that has happened, that act itself is not damaged. The person themselves are not damaged. Right. And I would say to you, again, this is part of the DNA, because... Um, when you would look at, you know, there's an old phrase, you know, the scarlet letter. They were branded with a scarlet letter. And, and when we look typically with women, and, and I'm glad you brought this up because it, it's going to play to your, I'm going to do this in two parts. Part of this is there's an act of, or there's, a, there's an expectation that are placed on women that they are meant that is, a, it's a double standard. 
And it's this act of women are meant to be chaste and pure and they're meant to be, um, you know, they're meant to be virgins. They're meant to be all of these clean, pure entities. Otherwise, somehow they are, they are sullied, if you will. They can have a, a scarlet letter. So a woman is not allowed to express herself sexually in an equivalent manner as a, as a male, as a man. And that is part, that is something that's ingrained still in our DNA. And culturally, we are working through it. It is unlayering itself, as you see, you know, from, you know, the women's movement to, to all of these things where, where they were bringing about and, you know, burning their bras and feminism and all of these things. There's still a point of being chase and, and, you know, but it's an individual choice, not a mandate. And that's where we're moving to. And so part of that is playing a role in DNA of how, how women are expected to be. Because, you know, every man runs out there, you know, especially in their younger, they're all looking for the woman that will have sex. They just don't want to marry her, which is very, very, you know, um, it's a double standard answering your specific question, because that plays a role in, then we come back to if, in fact, how, how a sexually transmitted disease can play a role in um, or completely uh, collapse your, your, sexu- your sex- sexuality and sensuality, because it is fear-based. And what it's lacking is communication, there's still an underlying current that you will be judged, that you will be, and so you fear this judgment. And so you then seek to hide it or cover it up, or you seek to not engage at all. You disengage. And that is an act that's only hurting yourself. If you have the right partner, and if you have the will to, to confidently express and I know it can be challenging, but one can say that you wouldn't want the man that wasn't capable of understanding or being empathetic to that particular um, circumstance, if you will, or fact. You wouldn't want that man in your life because that's reinforcing judgment that's reinforcing fear or oppression or dominance because that would be a man that would say to you you're damaged goods when you know that you're not that you want then a man that you're able you communicate you're able to communicate and then be able to have that person say i understand that it's not an it's not an issue for me there are ways to um, to work around that um, circumstance or issue. And that then is a man that's demonstrating understanding and empathy and love and care and concern for you, which are all elements that you want to give yourself. So there's a very clear distinction and choice. Do you see that? that yes, I do. Yes, I do. And I I feel that that fear and everything also ties into the topic you were just talking about, intimacy, because those with those with diseases, they want the intimacy, but they 
spirit because then, like you mentioned earlier, a lot of times that intimacy doesn't mean a sexual act. However, that's what they fear is going to happen. So I think it, it holds a lot of people back. Right. And the thing that I would want to say to you before we wrap up the show, and of course we'll talk about this on our private consultation later, but what it's liberation. It's you liberating yourself as a woman to say, I play by one set of rules. And by doing that, by empowering yourself to realize that you're not sullied goods, you're, you're beautiful, you're whole and perfect just the way you are. And the right partner will, will come along if you allow it. It's part of your belief system. And so you alter your belief system to understand that you are, you are perfect the way you are. You will embrace and offer intimacy, and you'll do it in a very pure and beautiful way. It's what you'll receive in return. And if you don't, you're with the wrong person. Or if, that, if you're not with someone, you're single, and you, and you come to that person... And that's something they don't, they, off, they don't understand or offer. They got to go because they're not the right person for you. So we're going to talk about this on, on our private uh, session because, and I thank you so much for calling in. I'm down to two minutes of the show, so I've just got to wrap everything up, but I will be in touch with you. All right. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you for calling in. So everyone, listen, at the end of the day, sex and sensuality, it's a multi-layered, very deep discussion and be true to yourself. Be honorable to yourself. Communicate with your partner. And then begin to trust and trust among the genders and trust among the partners because that's the true beauty and the gift that you will give yourself. And you will understand that there is far more than the physical act of sex and sensuality. It's, it's the art of the soul. It's the soul's expression. So... You've been listening to Dear James Live. Express yourself. Tell it like it is. And then hear what Dear James has to say. Sex and sensuality. I leave you with, as I always do, no matter where you are or whom you're with or what you're doing, wrap yourself in goodness. Thank you so much. You'll be back tomorrow with Stephanie Risley. You've been listening to Dear James Live on the radio with your host, Dear James. Gain intuitive insight answers, and advice to your life questions and so much more by tuning in next week and visiting DearJames.com.